Sam Speaks podcast is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising for real estate brilliantly simple. Choose your zip codes and build your brand. Thrill your seller with digital ads for listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. If you go to AdWorks.com and use coupon code SAMSPEAKS, all one word, you can save 15% off on your new campaign. Today we have Lori Weston Davis, and I am so excited to have her here. Um, there's so many amazing women in real estate, but Lori definitely is on the top of that list. Lori, thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I was reading your bio. Um, I've heard you speak before, and it's such an honor to have you here. But tell me, let's go back to day one. Day one, when you got your real estate license, what was that like? What were you feeling? And what direction did you take when you first got that license? Um, actually, I, I, it's funny. I look back now and I realized I had no idea what I was getting myself into. You know, I was mm -hmm. looking for um, you know, what I was going to do with the rest of my life after my kids grew up and you know, you know, my mom days were kind of coming, I won't say to an end because they never come to an <laughs> end, but you know, what I was going to do with myself. Yeah. And so you know, I kind of looked around and thought, oh, I, you know, that real estate seems like it's interesting. And so I, I talked to my real estate agent and said, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, doing this, what do you think? And he said, get your license and, you know, come work with me. And he was with a local um, kind of mom and pop agency there in, in town. And he had his own little team kind mm -hmm. of when, before teams were cool. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so I got my license and when I first started, I ended up uh, sitting on site a little bit. He had a developer that he was, you know, working on several different projects that they had. And so he had um, a place where I could sit on site and people would come to me. So I kind of got a, an, a, an easy introduction, I feel like, into real estate. Mm -hmm. You know, people were coming to me. I wasn't having to go out and, like, beat the bushes. So I got to learn, you know, the transaction and how, you know, to do it all sure. um, from that perspective for the first about year and a half. So. Do you think that was because you were with a team mm -hmm. or do you think that was because you were with a mom and pop company? I think it, it, well, it was really the opportunity of being able to have, um, be able to sit on the site for a developer. Sure. Um, you know, team structures can be very widely different and, and how, how it all works. Um, you know, there are, are, I mean, obviously being new in the business and being on a team can be helpful too. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and that, and it was nice back then to be able to have other agents that were on the, t that team with me that could help me. And, and teach me things as a new agent. So, sure. So that was good. So going into the whole kind of company structure and big company, small company, mm -hmm. you're with Better Homes and Gardens now. Yes. You were with Keller Williams at some point as mm -hmm. well. So what would you say, you know, sometimes people go small company to company mm -hmm. to big company, big company to small company. Yeah. You went from big company to big company. So yeah. what kind of what was your thought process behind that and why did you make that transition from yeah. big to big? Yeah. So yeah, I've kind of had a checkered past in the real estate industry. I started small, went big, kind of went back to independent and then uh, became Better Homes and Gardens. And the, the reasoning was, uh, kind of interesting part of it was just serendipity mm -hmm. uh you know i was with kind of the local company and uh ended up taking a little bit of time off and when i came back 
there was another company in town with a bunch of agents that I knew that I thought, oh, I'd love to be able to work with them. And mm -hmm. so I made that transition over. And at the time, that was kind of, they were developing and going to become Keller Williams. And I really had no idea. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what Keller Williams was. It was brand new to, you know, our market and pretty much, you know, to the area of North Carolina at the time. So, you know, that didn't mean anything to me at the time. Right. Um, but it was just really the people I was going to work with. That's interesting yeah. because it's, I feel like in today's real estate industry, mm -hmm. obviously it's always competitive and mm -hmm. competition is great, mm -hmm. but to walk into an office where you don't have daggers, yeah. I mean, oh. I know firsthand <laughs> that I'm, I, it sounds oh. like, so it's the company yeah. culture yes. that was really important, yeah. which at is that, interesting. Yeah, definitely. At that time, you know, I knew I was going to work with people that, that I liked. Yeah. And so then, you know, then the franchise happened and we became Keller Williams a few months after I joined. And uh, you know, I spent my first year kind of just doing the same things I had always done. Mm -hmm. And then I started attending some of the, the Keller events, it's going to family reunion and mega camp and, and all of those things. And, uh, you know, Keller Williams was, you know, a tremendous starting point for me. I mean, they helped me in ways, you know, that I will never be able to repay them for. Mm -hmm. They, you know, the folks at home in the office there, as well as, you know, a lot of the other market centers across, you know, the country, I got, had tremendous opportunity mm -hmm. and learned a, a lot. What um, would you say for a new agent or even a, an experienced agent that's been in business or just starting business, they go into a real estate office. What questions should they ask that office when they're interviewing different offices? Yeah, yeah. It's funny because most of them don't even realize that they're interviewing. Right. <laughs> you know? I know. They think I they're know. being interviewed. But, but yeah, there's a lot. There are important questions mm -hmm. uh, I think you need to ask a broker. You know, what... You know, how are they going to support you? Right. You know, what are what are they going to give you? What is their, um, you know, their value proposition to you as an agent? Right. Uh, you know, because truly, as a new agent, you need a lot of help. Right. You don't know what kind of help you even need. So, um, I think you know, we just actually hired a couple of new agents uh, to our office, and we really hadn't done that in yeah. the past. We're a small office, and so we have two brand new agents coming on board. And, you know, we had to set up a whole new way of handling that. Yep. You know, we're having specific classes for them just to teach them the real basics. And you forget after you've been in the business for a few years, you know, there's so much to know. Yeah. And this, even the simplest little things they have no idea about. Right. So we're kind of going back to, it's, you know, agent zero. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we start and bring them up to speed? But... What about the experienced agent? So what do you go mm -hmm. through to continue to learn? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, I mean, it's it's constant learning. I mean, right. I, I go to a lot of events. I'm always trying to, to find new things, talking to different people. And, you know, I'm very lucky because I have opportunities to meet different people from all over the country, mm -hmm. um, teaching and speaking at different places and events. And so, you know, it, I just feel like you know you just have to constantly be trying to learn new things, being open to learning new things, and that's really one of the things I've found. It, you know, with teaching agents, is you you have to be open to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I technology was kind of my 
thing early mm -hmm. on, even though I wasn't really all that techie. I was just techier than the next guy. But I was teaching kind of the basic technology of real estate to agents. And so many agents who'd been in the business for a long time just they didn't want to learn it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I've been doing it this way forever. It works fine. And, you know, it's like, well, things are changing. Yep. And, you know, five, six years ago, they didn't quite see it. And I was really kind of beating my head against the wall a lot about, you know, you really need to be doing this because five years from now, if you're not using these tools, your business is going to maybe go away. Sure. So now I think a lot of them, it's funny to me sometimes because I see some of the ones who were not too excited about all of it or kind of have finally jumped on board and are, are doing some of the things I was trying to get them to do a long time ago. But, you know, I, I want to say I told you so, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so going to technology, what would you say, what's your favorite social media platform? Wow. And um, how do you use it to get business? Because there's plenty of ways mm -hmm. to get followers. Sure. But how do you actually translate that into business? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I started in social media. Facebook was my, my first love mm -hmm. in social media. And that was back in the day when it looks looked nothing like it does now. Right. It was pretty simple <laughs> back then. And it's, gr it's grown so much. And, and so that's it's kind of been exciting to me to be able to learn as it's grown along with it. Um, and I think that's probably my favorite mm -hmm. social media space for, you know, and I have so many friends that, that I interact with there. I call them friends. They're some of them. I actually know some of them. I don't, right. but, um, but just lots of people that I've made connections with. And honestly, when I first started on Facebook, I was using it more as my, um, kind of my whole referral network. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of, it's just agent friends. It's, it's not, you know, my, my family's there, but they're kind of in their own little group over here. Sure. And, and while, you know, when I post things, I'm not, I, ha I have, I use my lists mm -hmm. and I don't post all the real estate stuff to my family all the time because they would hate me. <laughs> so <laughs> they'd be sick of seeing me because they don't have that many friends. And so it would be me every single day, yeah. you know, talking about real estate stuff. I mean, and that's they, not that bad though. Just seeing yeah, you all the yeah, time. <laughs> they would hide me. They would hide me. But, um, so yeah, I mean, it's mostly, that's kind of my referral network in my personal timeline. Mm -hmm. But then I also use, um, some pages. I have, mm -hmm. um, several different business pages. I have the geeky girls page that mm -hmm. we, you know, started building years ago. Uh, and then we have a page for our, our company that mm -hmm. we use, um, as well. So, you know, we use Facebook advertising, okay. um, I think pretty effectively. So we use it in, to generate business in many different ways. What do you have kind of a science? So a certain time that you post, um, certain images that you post yeah. certain, you know, dollar amounts, like, let's mm -hmm. say, you know, if you're going to post at these times and say, I have a hundred dollars mm -hmm. that I want to spend, how would you say to best use that hundred dollars for Facebook mm -hmm. advertising? It's a good question. I think because it can vary, mm -hmm. um, for, everybody's audience, it's, it's all about who your audience is and yeah. everybody's audience is going to be different. But I think that's the, the key to start with is when you're going to start a, a page uh, for whatever it is, we'll call it a business page. You have to know who that audience is, that you're going to be talking to is that's right. your target. So, 
you know, you have to figure out what's going to work with them. And so when you listen to experts tell you, well, you need to post at two o'clock on right. Thursday to get the most engagement. Well, maybe, you know, but I think you need to test right. a little bit with your audience and post a few things. And, and, you know, now you have to boost things if mm -hmm. you want them to be seen. Although I have one page that I don't, and I don't know why. And I get crazy interaction on it. It's one of my older pages. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's something broken something there, but I, I'm not going to tell Facebook about that. I just did. Maybe. I don't know. But, um, but I think you have to kind of run a little bit of, you know, testing on your people right. to figure out, you know, when they're active and you know what they like and, and all that. But, you know, obviously for me, I've, we, we focus our company and probably me too, uh, visual things, mm -hmm. um, Photos, beautiful photos, uh, video, any any visual type media is right. is much more effective, I think, overall than you know just the words. Right. What would you say kind of has a better engagement overall, video or photo? Hmm. You know, now with the way they they. Uh, the video is automatically playing right. in the feed. It tends to to grab attention. So I think if you you know if you can we what we do like on the Geeky Girls we we will have YouTube videos in the, our blog posts, but then mm -hmm. we actually post the the video itself so it will play because if you post it for the YouTube link, it's not going to do that. So right. we'll do that, and that helps I think get more views and more engagement. Um, Tell me about the Geeky Girls. Mm -hmm. How did you start that? What is it? Yeah. It is, um, it's a way, I, I guess for me, it was giving back to the, to the real estate world. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we try to help agents through a lot of technology, um, in the industry, teaching them, um, just how to use it, how we, yeah. you know, what's, and what's cool out there, what's new and what things have we used and, you know, do we love it? Do we hate it? Did that kind of stuff. So it's, it's the geeky girls. It's, it's a blog, mm -hmm. um, where we, we've reviewed, um, things for the industry. We talk about events in the industry. It's just kind of all about real estate with kind of a technology focus, maybe. Sure. Uh, and it started about, golly, I guess it was about five years ago. Okay. Um, I had a friend, uh, that was encouraging me, wanting me to blog, you know, like you need to blog, you need to blog. And you know, they had, folks took that like 30 day blog challenge where you wrote a post every day. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you're like I need a full time <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you're not doing any deals, but you're blogging. Yeah. I'll be doing that every day. <laughs> but so I thought, well, I'm not doing that, but okay, I'll start the blog. And, and it just, that's kind of how it all began. And we actually, um, said, okay, we're going to do the blog, got the, you know, the domain, kind of figured that out. And I had a good friend that taught me a tremendous amount about the industry, Ben Kenny, mm -hmm. who had, um, a, a project that he was working on at the time. And they had created these t-shirts that said it was geeky was on the front. Mm -hmm. And, um, some other friends of mine and I would wear these and attend a lot of events. And so we kind of became known as the geeky girls. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where the name came from. Uh, and of course I asked Ben, I said, you know, we're going to kind of steal your branding here a little bit. And he was fine with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that's kind of how it all happened. And then it kind of bloomed out of that. We decided, okay, we're going to do the blog, but then we got the Facebook page. And before we could ever even write a blog post or put any content on the page, we started getting likes and, 
and there was nothing there to like. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but it's that same malfunction before. It's yeah. Just... <laughs> and, and so then we immediately started building out the Facebook page first mm -hmm. and kind of creating a little buzz and getting some, and then started writing the blog posts. And so we had kind of an audience and, and we've, you know, we also are on Twitter, so we use the the blog um, to put content out, but then drive drive folks to the blog from social media. It's interesting that you talk about the geeky girls because something that I've seen with a lot of agents. Mm -hmm. Anytime I even say it, you just light up. Uh, yeah. So it's funny to me yeah. though because there's so many agents with other passions, whether it be blogging mm -hmm. or video, Facebook Live, whatever you're doing. Do you think that 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 it's important for today's agent to have other things going on to drive more to their real estate business? Um, I mean, I think it helps. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, it's not people want real estate is a relationship-based business. Mm -hmm. It's it's we're all people, and and how do you get clients? I think, and and this is. I know this will come up later as we talk about, but your your personal sphere, mm -hmm. the people that you know, I mean, those are your your core of how you're going to start your business. So, yeah, I think it's all about people getting to know you and like you. And, mm -hmm. you know, we hear this all the time. Once they have to know you and like you and trust you before they're going to do business with you. Right. So I think the more that you can get out there in whatever it is mm -hmm. that, that you love doing and that you have a passion about, then, you know, that's going to help create those relationships sure. that then will come back to you in, in real estate. Sure. Uh, so being that you test out a lot of technology, what mm -hmm. would you say is your favorite technology right now? I know that's that's a that's a big ocean. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting because I, I think over the last year, uh, I don't know if it's one specific technology, but it's it's kind of I feel like a lot of the real estate technology is starting to focus more on how to help agents target their sphere. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen a couple of different. Uh, companies that are doing things and and I love that because yeah. I feel like we've we've been reaching for these leads from you know these strangers out there on the internet for so long and kind of maybe neglecting the people that most of us are getting most of our business from. Right. So I feel like if you're going to spend money then why don't you spend it on those people right, right. <laughs> and, and staying connected with those people and, and reaching out to them because I've talked to a lot of agents mm -hmm. across the country and a lot of very successful agents and more often than not, their business is coming from their sphere. Mm -hmm. It's coming from the people that they know, whatever that sphere might be and everybody's is different. Um, but you know, I was kind of surprised at how many, you know, if you, the statistics show about 80% of your business is going to come from that. Yeah. I've so. been finding that too. A lot of agents always come around and they're saying, well, how do I get this business? Mm -hmm. I'm like, just have you told your friends that yeah. you're in real estate? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Like, well, you might want to yeah. try that. Yeah. I don't know. Just people yeah. that you know that you have relationships with and then, yeah. you know, just getting that trust even from your friends. Because just because you have a real estate mm -hmm. license, as you know, that doesn't mean everyone's going to suddenly use you. Oh, no. So, no. I mean, there's there are many, yeah. many, many real yeah. estate agents out there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they forget. Even your family mm -hmm. forgets. You know, mm -hmm. I've, you know, heck, I had... Uh, I think it was my sister-in-law. They were, you know, was going to buy a house, and I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> you know, here, you know, 
I, 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 let me help you just a little bit here. You know, <laughs> I can help find you a great agent. Just yeah. don't go, you know, wander around and, you know, pick somebody off the street. Yeah. And, but, um, you know, they, they forget mm-hmm. that that's what you do. And so that's kind of a constant battle, I think, for us is helping people remember what we do. And, and yep. again, I think another piece of that is we are really bad at verbalizing you know, our true value in the whole process. Mm-hmm. You know, I think m- people look at us and think, well, I don't need the agent to help me find a house. I had, right. there's so many tools out there now for consumers to be able to look at houses and find houses. So they don't really need, need us. And they're coming to us a little later in the process than maybe they did before. But so with that said, what would you say, how, what's today's agent look like? Meaning People can go online. They uh-huh. can go to these sites. They look on Zillow. They look at Realtor.com. They could find the home. That's not necessarily meaning that they're going to negotiate appropriately and understand comps and obviously the value of us. Mm-hmm. But what are you teaching people and telling agents to express why someone needs a, a realtor today? Yeah. Uh, well, I think the real value that that a agent brings to the transaction is their 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 local knowledge mm-hmm. um, their knowledge of of the market because you know the the portals the the big thing the big pieces that they're missing are you know the real local stuff the condition of mm-hmm. the property the real location of the property that's going to make a difference in the value mm-hmm. um, so for me the knowledge of that local market that the agent has is huge mm-hmm. uh, also you know the transaction itself it's not always easy mm-hmm. rarely is it easy there's always something that's going to happen along the way most people don't buy a home. Um, but every seven years or so. Mm-hmm. So by the time they go through the process again, it's probably totally different than it was before. Mm-hmm. But the agent is involved in that every day. And they should be anyway. And, <laughs> and so they know that, that how it works. They have the contacts that can help make a transaction go th- smoothly that might not otherwise go smoothly. And the funny part is, I I was talking to somebody about this the other day, is that oftentimes the client doesn't know or can't appreciate what the agent did to make it go so well for them. They never knew a lot of the drama that was happening behind the scenes. So they couldn't even appreciate that. But that's the best agent, the Mm -hmm. one where the client doesn't know and feel that Mm -hmm. anything drama is happening. So that I I definitely know. Exactly. We've talked a lot about technology, but what would you say are more of the old school methods that you like, whether it's... I mean, I feel like we're texting, we're emailing, yeah. we're yeah. on social media and internet marketing. Yeah. The phone call, is that yeah. dead? Uh, no, absolutely not. I think, um, especially, I think the the phone calls, you know, talking to people, actually talking to people is huge. Yeah. Because again, this is a relationship-based business. I think communication is the number one thing that you know we need to be really focused on because i think that's one of the biggest complaints the consumer has about us is that you know we don't answer the phone mm-hmm. and the one i'll tell you a little secret about our office we do not have an office phone hmm. if the customer the client is always going to talk to the agent they're not going to call an admin they're going to call the agent they're going to talk to their agent um, we don't want our, our administrative assistant having to deal with 
um, things that the agent is supposed to be dealing with. Right. So, you and know, an admin might not know answers and then it just, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. we don't have, we don't have an office phone that does, you know, that we just, that kind of was the way it's been since the beginning. And as we've grown, we kind of decided that this is the way we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. If your, your client's going to call you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? And what an yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but we have backup if somebody's right. out of town that, you know, our agents support each other, but you know, we had people that would complain and other companies and things I would hear, you know, the clients would call and leave messages and nobody would call back. And that's, so that's not going to happen. That's insane. And we answer our phone. That's insane. Yeah, that's was kind of one of the big lessons that I learned from, you know, my my partner Scott when I first started working with him was listening to him on the phone all the time. And when his phone rings, he I mean, he answers it. Even yeah. if it's some wild 800 number that he doesn't even know what it is, answer the phone. Talk to the people because you never know. Yeah. You imagine know. imagine how much business you can get by picking mm -hmm. up your phone. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. Your first listing ever. How did that listing appointment go? How did you prepare for it? Oh, yeah. And what happened? Yeah. Actually, it was through, it was a friend, mm -hmm. uh, more or less. That was it's kind of interesting. She, yeah, she won't mind me telling me <laughs> this story. Um, she was going through, uh, it was actually a divorce situation. So they were listing the house and I, I listed their home and they both had moved out. So it was, uh, uh, it was unoccupied. But, uh, you know, and it was actually pretty, pretty smooth in the beginning mm -hmm. and, and well, one day I showed up at the house to do a, like a, a open house lunch public, maybe it was a broker open house. And I went in to like turn on the lights and no electricity. Oh, and I was like, geez. what's going on here? You know, and <laughs> hopefully not in the summer. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was fall. And I, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, there's no electricity on what's going on. And she was like, oh, well, you know, I was just trying to save some money. And so I turned it off. Well, lo and behold, kind of got down the line a little bit and found out there it, it was becoming a financial burden mm -hmm. and the house was actually headed towards foreclosure. Yeah. This is my first listing. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, so suddenly it became a short sale. Mm -hmm. And so then I had, to, I had to learn real quick mm -hmm. how, how that was going to work. And, and actually I closed my, it was my first listing and my first short sale. And I, I did both sides. I ended up with both of sides of that did. transaction. Of course you did. <laughs> so that was, that was a real learning experience. I learned a lot of different things, uh, from that listing, but it, it all turned out well and, you know, worked out in the end and as short sales go, it was probably a pretty easy one. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that was, that was interesting. But again, it was luckily the client, we had a good relationship mm -hmm. and, you know, and she'll still, she goes now back and tells people how, cause she didn't even know you could do a short sale. Mm -hmm. She thought it was just going to have to, you know, they were going to have to have it go to foreclosure. So, and again, know. shows the value of yeah. an agent yeah. just explaining everything. Mm -hmm. Would you say, because I know there's a lot of people out there that say don't mix business with pleasure and don't work with friends. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a bit of a catch 22 because yeah. your sphere are, are your friends, but mm -hmm. then, should you not work with friends? So mm -hmm. what's that like? Yeah. Obviously that was a bit of a different situation, but yeah. do you find, have you ever had issues with that? You know, not, not really. And it's always kind of interested me when I, I, I teach that while well, I have agents say, well, especially like in social media on Facebook, they don't want to mix their, their business with their family or friends or whatever. And right. I was like, well, why? 
Right. What are you hiding here? You right. know, it, you are who double you, life. <laughs> right. Well, that's exactly it. And yeah. you know, they'll say, well, I have a, a separate whole profile over here. And I'm like, well, first of all, that's against Facebook book terms of use. So mm-hmm. you really can't do that. There's one you. Now you need to learn how to separate it if you're going to separate it within the one profile. But, uh, you know, why? Right. You know, you are who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, on social media, you have to be careful about overselling yourself you know, to your friends and family yeah. in that personal profile, you know, be you. It's not, you know, don't be selling all of the time in social, but be who you are. But there's always ways to remind people about what you do. Right. Okay. Lori, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. Is there any last piece of advice for a new agent who's looking to get started, jump in and get to where you are? What would be the best piece of advice if you could say one thing? Hmm. One thing. I, I think if you're starting out in the business, probably the, the best thing you can do, you have to know your market. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to, to serve you the best, I think, down the line is knowing your market and knowing it well because that's going to set you apart. Mm-hmm. And being able to talk to people and show them that knowledge, that's why they're going to want to use you. So awesome. Could not agree more. Thank you again. Thanks for being here. And thank you for being on Sam Speaks.